Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Dina. How are you? I'm excellent. You're sitting right next to me. This is the second time we're recording together in the same room. And how has your trip been to New York? Let's maybe get your highs and your lows. My high and lows. Was this like an old sorority thing? It was. It was. It's a good uh, icebreaker. Highs and lows. Okay. The high of my trip, oh, I think was Lucali. Um, so hopefully I'm not, you know, all of our listeners don't run to Lucali and ruin the secret pizza place, but I think the secret's safe with our fans. So Dina and our food expert, Sam, who you recall, um, told me about this amazing pizza place called Lucali in Brooklyn. And I had never been, um, did it open up just after I left New York? Is no, it was open while you were still here. Oh. It's, it's a, it's been around for a while. Jay-Z and Beyonce go there. Yeah, and I understand why. It's the best pizza I've ever had in my life. They only have two things. They only make pizza and calzones. The calzone was one of the greatest things I've ever had in my life. The pizza was the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Um, and it's like, um, it's an interesting little thing. It's like you have to call. They don't take advanced reservations. You have to call day of, and they'll give you like a time slot. They do like a few different seatings throughout the night. But it was like they only had five tables, so it was very exclusive. And that was what we did for my birthday dinner. And it was like the best night ever. It's also BYOB. So right. we brought some wine and we had a lovely night eating some of the best pizza in Calzones. Yeah. So there's a New York tip. Maybe John Freya at here in New York will do a little Lucali coverage oh, of his TikTok one I day. I hope not. I don't want it to be too crowded. <laughs> it it's was, our yeah. secret. I'm saying we might blow it up, but ooh, it's damn good. And then my low was probably at night. Um, I was very tired. You know, I'm not used to this New York City life. In California, we go to bed early. And um, Dina... <laughs> Came home very late one night and put on, and I'll mention she put on at like very loud volume, The Real Housewives of New York. And then she fell asleep and I was stuck just hearing like The Real Housewives of New York talk about like race and politics um, as I was trying to go to sleep. It was like a very cringeworthy episode. And um, that was probably... My low is trying to fall asleep, being distracted by the Real Housewives. Okay, you're spreading fake news because <laughs> we watched the Real Housewives of New York together. And what I put on when I stumbled in on Thursday night was the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That is. Oh, what you was were that the one that was talking about like? I don't know. I didn't. I fell asleep, I so thought, I didn't hear it. Luann, Luann had insulted someone. Yeah, but we watched that together. Well, it all blends together. Yes. Well, I'm sorry that was your low. I mean, it wasn't really a low. Like, it was actually hilarious, and now it's a funny story, I can tell. Let's just say Friday morning, I felt very unwell <laughs> and very hungover. 
Um, but we won't, I won't go into details of that. <laughs> no, no, just the housewives. Um, but it's lovely. I get to, Dina has a studio, which means we get to just have like an actual sleepover and we like sleep three feet from each other. So that's fun. Yes. I would say one of the lows when you were here was when we went to see Little Island together. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Little Island is just, and I think you said this best, it's just waiting on one Disney line mm-hmm. to just walk through a park that doesn't really contain anything. Too crowded. I mean, just just wasn't worth it. Yeah. I feel like this is another, like, New York TikTok, you know, might have covered this. Like, it's a new park that they built, sort of like the High Line, if you guys are familiar with that. But and we went relatively early. We went at like ten, ten thirty on Sunday, Sunday, yeah. And it was just packed, like packed. Um, so many children, tourists. I guess, I guess, tourism is back in New York City, maybe, or maybe they were just coming from different parts of Manhattan. But um, it was, yeah, it was like waiting on a Disney line. And honestly, I kept thinking, oh, this is leading up to something. And it wasn't. The The line is the attraction. Yes. <laughs> um, and you're just, you're on the Hudson River, which is nice. But I don't know. Personally, like all the people ruined it <laughs> for me. Yeah. I would have rather just like gone to a less crowded spot on the Hudson. Um, I didn't need to do this like walking path thing. All right. Well, Melissa is leaving today. So this will be our last episode that we get to record together for a while until either I go to San Diego or Melissa comes back to New York. So that's sad. But also this is episode number 51. So that's kind of amazing. We've almost been doing this for one whole year. Yeah. It's crazy that yeah we sort of timed it out. Like our one year, we ended up being together. This has been so much fun and thank you everyone for listening. This me and Dina like had so much fun this weekend creating TikToks together. If you yeah. haven't tuned into our Instagram or TikTok recently, definitely check it out. We have a lot of funny little movies and TikTok trends that we've tried and uh gosh, I just want to come back all the time. So, hopefully we'll be able to do that and we'll do some more shows together in the future. Please do. Okay, so we're going to start off our TikTok content with a new feature that Melissa actually discovered. And this is something we've been asking for for a very, very long time. Yeah. It's seeing a little like time bar sort of like the, like how you have on a YouTube video where you can move forward or back on a video. You can pull, what is it? Like a little icon to move forward or back on the video. And it'll tell you how long the video is. So you click on it. It was at the bottom of my screen. It was sort of like above where the music usually is shown and you can drag it and you can see, and it'll show you you're at, you know, point you're at 30 seconds in and the video is two minutes. And so you can drag to go to one minute in the video. This is an awesome feature. Dina had mentioned it as the videos are potentially getting longer, it feels like we're gonna need something like this so that we don't have to continually rewatch. And it's funny because actually we went to Little Island with our friend Inji and she was tell- she was saying, I just wish they had like a scroll bar because sometimes I just wanna show a friend, you know, one part of the video and I don't want them to have to watch the whole video or I wanna go back and revisit one part of a video. This is just very serendipitous. I think TikTok is listening to 
their fans, their users, and now they finally have a little bar. I will say they always test stuff. Like, I don't think, Dina, you saw this on your Yeah, I think it's specific creators have this opportunity and yeah i think they're just testing it on random creators random for you pages random videos so you know it'll probably start being ruled out more in the future yeah let us know if you have it if you like it what your thoughts are i think so far i like it i find it very not invasive like it's almost like you wouldn't know it was there um unless somebody told you which i think is a good thing it's like there if you want it but it's not in the way if you don't. So curious what you guys think. So for the song trend we have this week, it's a really fun one. And Adult Swim is doing this marketing campaign. And someone named at crutches underscore and underscore spice. She's a fantastic creator. I really like all of her videos. She explained the campaign really well. Hi, my name is Amani. I studied communications and I want to tell you why this trend works. So I actually really, really like this trend and I feel like it's really nostalgic and that's a part of it, but there's something else that's going on. If you've watched any of my previous videos, I talked about something called a visual dictionary basically a set of symbols that will tell you what's going to happen next. And if you know the set of symbols that indicate what's going to happen next to people, then you know how to break that. And that's exactly how brands get attention and buzz. What this trend does is it gives people a formula in order to break people's visual dictionaries. And because no two people will do it in the exact same way, there's always going to be an unexpected element to any one of these videos. And that's exactly why the trend is snowballing, because people are getting more creative and nobody watching can tell what's going to happen next, even if technically they do. Oh, and it also helps that Adult Swim is actually encouraging this because none of these iterations can harm their brand because the formula is unexpected. This creator is great. I love she breaks apart a lot of interesting things in pop culture. Um, but this particular trend was actually started by Adult Swim as sort of a marketing campaign. And if you ever watch Adult Swim, you know they have these things called interstitials, which are sort of little absurd videos that ultimately market for Adult Swim. And the Adult Swim TikTok account at Adult Swim started this trend. And in a funny way, they've responded that, hey, we've been talking to you guys through these interstitials for so many years. Now you're talking back to us. So if you're familiar with the Adult Swim interstitials, basically TikTok creators are just making their own and talking back to Adult Swim for the first time. It's really cool to see. Yeah, I actually never watched Adult Swim. I know Melissa's a huge Adult Swim fan. She's mentioned it before on the podcast before. And I think her, the marketing campaign is so genius because it goes with their whole kind of vibe of, you know, kind of these interstitials are nonsense, absurdism. And they're talking to their fans and making their fans create content that are these interstitials, as Melissa said. A great example of a creator speaking back to Adult Swim by creating a TikTok video is it says, not all summer jobs are as fun as they look. And it's a guy making this beautiful snow cone. And then basically when he's done, it just falls over. And the back of the snow cone reveals an AS symbol for Adult Swim. And they all use the same song. And again, if you were an Adult Swim fan, you know that song sounds like what they always use for the interstitials. It was always these weird, 
what is it like almost elevator music whatever yeah. that genre is called but yeah I like to brag about how I was into adult swim as a teenager because I had no friends and I just <laughs> sat and watched tv all day and I thought that that made me really cool but I think adult swim has always been fantastic at marketing I think they know their audience extremely well when I was a teenager and then in college I started researching it more and talking about it more they have this pull and this understanding of their audience in a way I think most networks don't I remember Adult Swim started playing King of the Hill and I had never liked that show I don't know why because I love Mike Judge but King of the Hill just did seem like my cup of tea and I remember specifically thinking, well, if Adult Swim thinks it's worthy of Adult Swim, then it's worthy of my time and my entertainment. Started watching the show, and I loved it. It's one of my favorite shows now. King of the Hill is fantastic. That ability to trust a brand like that, to just be like, whatever Adult Swim thinks I like, I will probably like. I mean, that is such amazing branding and marketing. They have me in the palm of their hands. And the fact that on TikTok now, they've started this trend where creators are actually promoting Adult Swim. It's, you know, it's it's a little commercial for Adult Swim in their TikTok. I'm not surprised that Adult Swim pulled this off. And it still feels authentic and funny and weird. It's still the Adult Swim vibe. I'm constantly in awe of Adult Swim, and I think it's awesome that they've transitioned into TikTok, and I can't wait to see what other trends they come up with. Adult Swim should hire Melissa to do their branding and be their spokesperson because just praise the brand so well. I tried many a times to apply for jobs (laughs) there and never heard back. Who knows? (laughs) Getting back to things that I know more about are TikTok filters, and this filter has been coming up across my For You page a lot, and it's the glow filter. So I first saw it as I see many trends starting with Lizzo, and Lizzo has a video where she rates all her friends with this glow filter. And the glow filter basically gives you freckles and puts like eye makeup on you. And I think that Melissa and I should do the trend and we will do it live. So Melissa, get out your TikTok. Get out, I mean, get out your phone. And I'm gonna I'm gonna rate how the glow filter looks on Melissa. And then Melissa could rate how the glow filter looks on me. Okay, so here I go. I'm putting the glow filter on myself, and Melissa is gonna rate oh, what I look like. Gosh. <laughs> I think oh like a two out of ten. Oof, oof. You look, it's a bit much. I feel like I look like James Charles. Yeah. It's too much makeup in my mind. What about the freckles? The freckles look kind of cool. Um, I don't, no, I don't like it on you. <laughs> okay, two out of ten, wow. What do you think? What do you rate yourself? I think I look great. I love this filter. What would if you I rate don't it? Have, I hate putting makeup on myself. If I could look like this all the time, sure. Way too much. You know what? I, I give myself a 10 out of 10 with this filter. All right. Your turn. Okay. Oh. Oh. Oh, here I am. Wow. Okay, Melissa. Melissa, it doesn't do that much on the freckle side because you already have freckles. Mm-hmm. 
Your eyes look a little scary. Yeah, my eyes look very scary. It replaces your eye color. It makes yeah. them blue. I think that's what's creeping me out. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a bit creepy. I give yeah. I give it like a 4 out of 10. It is helping shape my eyebrows. I'm noticing that. Mm, yeah. Well, I do not like the eye color. Well, but you gave me a four. That's better than what I gave you. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just a bigger fan of this filter. So this filter has been coming up on my For You page, and someone named at Variable Minerva did the filter, and it just didn't do anything to her. She's like, why did I break TikTok? This didn't work at all. <laughs> so you know that filter that everyone's freaking out about, and they're all like, oh, it makes you look amazing, if you can believe it. I'm wearing it right now. Why did this TikTok filter look at me and my features and say, no? <laughs> what do I take away from this? What does it mean? Yeah, I feel like maybe because she like, she sort of looked like it already. Like she has like light eyes. But she didn't have makeup on. So it's just very interesting. I love when filters get messed up and you can break the TikTok system. Yeah. I will say it was funny looking at us with the makeup on the phone and then looking into the computer and seeing us like we literally just woke up and yeah. have like no makeup on and look like shit then I was like oh maybe we do look better with see would you change mine now would you give me a two I mean I think you look beautiful without anything uh, oh that's so nice you don't know you're beautiful what is, isn't there a line in that song that says you look beautiful without makeup Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa right. just dropped her phone. It's uh, it's a One Direction song. But don't they have a line that says "Beautiful"? I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a makeup You're line. Moving on to some food trends. This isn't a trend yet, but I think it could get to be a trend. And if not, like this video is great. It's at Catherine Wants. So popular in the Czech Republic, it actually has its own spot on the McDonald's menu. This is Catherine's go-to for happiness. She double breads a wheel of camembert with regular and panko breadcrumbs and then drops it into a shallow fry at 325, taking it to golden brown delicious town. Next, she cuts an onion with a knife and then passes it through a cheese grater. Now this is a recipe for prime. She adds a little bit of dill pickle to make a tartare sauce. And my favorite part, the cheese magma. So this looks amazing. I tried to double check if this actually is on the McDonald's menu in the Czech Republic, but all the menus came up in a different language and I couldn't find Smazak. So I, be I believe them. It probably is on the McDonald's menu. They should bring this to the States. This looks absolutely delicious. Yeah, sm Smazak it's called. Never heard of it. I mean, I will say... Did I talk about my cholesterol on the last episode? You did. You <laughs> do we, did. Do our fans know I have high cholesterol? So I was watching this video, and as soon as they start breading the cheese and then frying the cheese, I was just like, I feel my cholesterol going up as I'm watching this video. 
as great as this looks, I don't think I would be able to participate in the trend. Yeah, I'm sorry this video is causing you trauma and possibly watching it makes your cholesterol <laughs> higher. But I think I think this is the start of a new trend. This couple is great. They have such amazing snacks. I would like to go to the Czech Republic now, not only because my grandmother is from there, but to go to McDonald's and try this fried cheese. My grandma would be very proud. Oh, it sounds amazing. It's sort of like the Shake Shack has the portobello burger that's stuffed with mozzarella that oozes out. Uh, the stack. Yeah, what are you, what's shroom, that one? Shroom. It's a shroom burger, shroom. but then you could have also the burger patty. It's so <laughs> good. Yeah. And then, so we saw this other food trend that I also don't know that it's necessarily trending, but I think it should be because this looks really cool. At Rooted in Spice, created a video about how to use your watermelon rinds. I don't know if it's just my mom or brown moms in general, but she cannot waste anything. Like she'll eat a banana and then rub the entire peel on her face or she'll find leftover beer and use it as a shampoo. And during the summer when we're eating a lot of watermelon, she'll save all the rinds and make the rubuski sabji. And I cannot explain how good this is. And it's so easy because all you do is boil your rinds for 20 minutes and then in the same pan, toast cumin seeds, asafoetida, turmeric, coriander, and red chili powder. Then add your rinds back in and finish with dried mango powder and salt. And that's it, edible watermelon rinds. Yeah, I love that she's taking Making something that usually people throw away and making something really delicious. And I think a lot of people are going to start to try it because why not try it? Like you have nothing to lose because you're going to throw out the rind anyway. The only thing you have to lose is maybe some spices if it doesn't work out. But this looks genuinely delicious. Really good. I think it's so cool to, this is what I've loved about TikTok Things that we wouldn't have thought of. You're genuinely being educated. People from different cultures or different backgrounds are showing you things they do that you might really like, that you might want to do too and try too. It's this beautiful connection that we're really all learning from each other. So it's a beautiful place. I think I'll try this. I think I'll try. I'll get, I'll probably get a watermelon. We, I mean, we could have used it when we tried our right, watermelon but mustard. We didn't know. We didn't know. I oh, threw man. out the rinds. I wish we had seen this video before. But uh, we'll, we'll do it in the future. Speaking of things that you learn on TikTok that you, you know, they introduce you to new worlds. I saw this very random video and at Farmland Guy posted it and it's of people at an auction school. So it's basically a bunch of men and women it's like in a in a big circle, the, what looks like a hotel conference room practicing how they would be auctioneers. I found this video mesmerizing. I just kept watching it again and again and again. It really is. There's something so fascinating and jarring when it comes across your For You page because you see all these people in a room. They're all, it sounds like singing, but it's not singing. It's not rapping. It's auctioning. Fascinating. Yeah. I have always thought, how do they speak that fast? How do they have have that quick of a callback? How are they focusing on people calling out in the crowd? Like, it. It's definitely a skill. Oh, yeah. 
And it makes sense that they'd have to learn it and practice it. It was really interesting to see how they do that. Yes. Now, our TikTok creator that we'd love to highlight this week, she's come across my For You page a couple of times. She first came across for singing beautifully in subway stations in New York. Now she has a viral video where she's just basically sitting at a dinner with friends at one of her friends' houses. There's like a lot of sushi on the table. There's good food on the table. And she starts singing. And actually, I was I was playing it. And Melissa was a couple of feet away. She's like, who is that? That's incredible. Her handle is at N-A-H-S-C-H-A. Yeah, this was really a moment where I said, Tina, you must send me that video. What is that voice? I I need more in my life. And then I went to her TikTok, watched a bunch more. And I was like, wait, she's just performing in the subway? We got to go find her. This is so cool. She was performing Dua Lipa songs in the subway and people were dancing. Me and Tina got to go and dance with her. I... I want to be friends with her. I want her to sing at dinner for us one day. (laughs) We can be friends. Um, She's extremely talented. I'm really glad we found her. Go check her account out. Yeah, and she has a little over 200,000 followers now. I would not be surprised if in maybe a week or two, she has over a million because this is pure singing talent and TikTok is going to do its thing and Mm -hmm. boost her as she should be. Yeah, and hopefully we can be friends with her. Well, you, yeah. And have dinner parties where she sings to us. Well, <laughs> sing to me. Melissa needs to move to New York all week long. I've been trying to get Melissa to say, oh, hey, doesn't this want to make you move back here? <laughs> Hasn't worked. I mean, she's got a husband in San Diego. <laughs> I guess she's she's got to get back to. But I don't know. What do you think? You, you ever, Would you ever move back to New York? As long as I have a couch at my friend Dina's, <laughs> your pity why, do I need my own, why do I need my own place? The thing I love about New York is also what I love about TikTok. At any given time, you can just explore something completely different, totally new. After our little island, you know, sad trip, <laughs> we ended up walking down and we walked around the entire tip of Manhattan. I... I'm never in that area. We don't have friends that live there. I never worked down there. I've never had a reason to be there. We found so many interesting parks. We found an Irish famine, beautiful memorial that looked out onto the Statue of Liberty. We walked around even more. We stumbled into the Tribeca Film Festival. We made a very silly video, if you saw our Instagram, uh, with DoorDash, where we did a little commercial for Tribeca. 
there is just so much that you can stumble into in New York City that makes it so exhilarating and so exciting. And I really think that's how I feel about TikTok too. You open up the app, you never know what you're going to get. And it's just so fun to explore and learn. So New York will always be in my heart, just as TikTok is always in my heart. And I will constantly return to both. All right. Well, safe travels back to San Diego, Melissa. It was such a joy to have you here, the two old for TikTok podcast hosts together again. And thanks to all our listeners and supporters. It's been so much fun to do this. Follow us on Instagram at Too Old for TikTok Pod. Check out our blog, Too Old for TikTok.com. And that's both the number two and the number four. Follow us on TikTok at Too Old for TikTok underscore podcast. See you guys next week.